Could the Minnesota Wilds be in the midst of a Calder Trophy winning dynasty? Plus, is positionless hockey the reason the Wilds' offense is as good as it is with centers playing out of position? We look at that and more today on Locked on Wilds. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free. And Lockdown Wild is available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we look at how the phrase positionless hockey is a good way to describe how the Minnesota Wild have been able to get such great production out of Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello and Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy, despite having Ryan Hartman and Freddie Goudreau as the centers for those lines. No shade on Ryan Hartman, by the way. But we'll talk more about that here today, as well as the fact that the Minnesota Wilds might be in the midst of a nice extended run of Calder Trophy finalists and winners over the next handful of seasons. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wilds, your veteran captain of Locked on Wild, with over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now uh, covering the Minnesota Wild with all of my full attention. Happy to have you along on a Wednesday edition of the show. And the Wild will take on the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Marcus Foligno back. Matt Boldy, uh, Matt uh, Dumba that is. Not sure his status heading into tonight's game as of yet. But uh, for the Wild, they do get Foligno back. Will get Foligno back. And uh, so we'll just uh, continue to get as close to full strength as possible. Um, And uh, hopefully the Wilds can pick up yet another win and get a little revenge against the Jets for uh, what they did to the Wild um, back on Sunday, uh, back last week to uh, to start off the All-Star, the second half after the All-Star break. We're not going to talk a whole lot about that game. Uh, We'll recap it for you uh, coming up on uh, Thursday's edition of the show. But I wanted to piggyback off a couple of things that we talked about uh, to lead off the week with uh, Alex Micheletti on Tuesday. And so we talk about this Minnesota Wild offense. You know, since Matt Boldy uh, got put onto that second line with Kevin Fiala, things have just taken off and that line dominated over the weekend and uh, has really been playing some uh, incredibly good hockey. I got to thinking after uh, Alexis Pearson's last appearance in which we were talking about Ryan Harmon as one of the unsung heroes of this wild team and the phrase positionless hockey came into the picture kind of planted the seed of positionless hockey back when we uh, we talked to Alexis. And we, we look at it for this Minnesota Wild team. I think we have seen the Wilds really tweak their approach this season 
as to uh, to how these lines operate, how these lines hum. And it is a uh, a nice refreshing change of pace after the uh, the last, you know, 10, 15 years of uh, of this franchise's tenure in which um really really followed the forward center forward got to be a center to play center got to be a forward to play forward um really really stuck to those position groups which led to a lot of guys that were not necessarily a uh, a top 6 center having to play it and uh, it led to some wings that were not necessarily top 6 wings having to play in those spots as well. The Wild have taken the standard approach in forward, center, forward, and have turned it on its head because let's let's look at the top line, for example. Kirill Kaprizov, if you think about it, Kirill Kaprizov is really the center for that top line. He's the one that handles the puck the most between him and Matt Zuccarello and Ryan Hartman. Yeah, Hartman is the one that takes the uh, the draws in the face-off circle, and that's a very important part of uh, of what the team is uh, what the team's trying to do, trying to win those face-offs, get that uh, zone time established. But if you really look at it, Kirill Kaprizov is the one that handles the puck. He's the one that sets up the action between him and Matt Zuccarello. And, uh, and Ryan Hartman certainly plays into that as well. And so if we look at whether or not the Wild uh, should upgrade that, uh, that center spot with both the Kaprizov line and now the Fiala line, I think part of what makes those two lines tick as much as it is is that uh, the Wild have embraced giving their top guys the puck as much as possible. Now, I'm not attempting to say that if the Wilds made a trade for a, uh, a top-flight center that it would somehow weaken this team. It just it wouldn't. But I think the fact that you have you know, a guy like Ryan Hartman on that line allows for Kirill Kaprizov to take more of the spotlight and to take more of the responsibility with uh, with moving the puck around, bringing the puck up the ice, pushing the tempo, I think the fact that Hartman can you know can act essentially as a wing on that line is is a huge reason to why that team is as successful as it is. Because when Kirill's doing his thing, skating around the perimeter of the zone, finding his teammates, he's able to make those big plays that Ryan Hartman that Matt Zuccarello just can't. Zuccarello, a very adept passer, but there's only one Kirill Kaprizov on the ice at any given moment. And giving him more opportunities when he is not able to simply score himself uh, has just elevated the, uh, the level of offense that this team brings to the table. And we're seeing it with Boldy and Fiala now too, as those guys are both very good at, uh, at moving the puck up the ice, creating opportunities. And so that, you know, is part of the reason that this line is excelling as much as it is with Freddie Goudreau as your center. 
no knock against Goudreau here either. He has uh, has certainly picked up his game over the last couple of weeks as well, but I I think maybe if you put another center in there that leads to less ice time, less less puck possession time for Fiala or for Boldy. Um it just it seems like the fact that those two guys are able to have the puck as much as they do and Goudreau can just, you know, can help kind of push, move the play up the ice and be one of those supporting cast members for uh, for those two guys, I think is a reason that the success has been just as red hot as it has, uh, as it has been. So I think we're going to see the term positionless hockey used a lot more here, um, not only this season, but uh, but going into the future. And so if you see that term used, if you hear that term out in every day, it just means that, you know, Kirill Kaprizov, despite being listed as a forward, listed as a wing on the roster, you could argue he's the one centering that top line. He just isn't taking the faceoffs. And if the results continue to speak for themselves, I think it's the right approach, and I think it's uh, it's something that the Wilds can definitely explore as more players continue to be uh, elevated on the roster and uh, continue to make huge impacts for this team. Now, we talked about Matt Boldy. We've talked about him quite a bit over the course of the week so far, and uh, Boldy cementing himself into the Calder Trophy discussion. But after this year, the Wild may not be done in terms of uh, Calder Trophy finalists and potential winners. Uh, This dynasty is just getting started. We will look at some of the other names that could give a run for the Calder Trophy once they make the Wild roster. More to come on today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. The month of February is here, and so New Year's resolutions have been thrown out the window, but if you're still hanging on to yours to try to eat better or look better, Built Bar is here to help. If you've tried Built Bars but are looking for a little bit of a different twist, may I recommend the Puffs. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to your standard candy bar with around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You can get 15% off of your next order if you head to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15. So don't delay. Get a stack of Built Bars right to your door by using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Make sure you also check out Olympic Hockey Daily, presented by Locked on NHL, a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed. Olympic Hockey Daily is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, throwing out uh, a couple of other topics that we will dive into as the week progresses. And we saw Kirill Kaprizov win the Calder Trophy last year, celebrated it like crazy. We are seeing Matt Boldy kind of assert his claim into needing to be in the Calder Trophy discussion and to potentially be a finalist, depending on how his production um, continues to trend as the season goes on. That's just the tip of the iceberg for this uh, this wild team and the talent that they have on the roster that could uh, could lead to the uh, the wild becoming the preferred destination for Calder Trophy winners here in the uh, the twenty twenties. So Kaprizov already won it. Matt Boldy should end up being a finalist for the Calder Trophy this year, if not the winner. Ladies and gentlemen, one Marco Rossi could very well contend for the Calder Trophy next season, 2022-2023. Because if you look at what he is doing with the Iowa Wild here this season, uh, Rossi currently sitting at over a point per game. He's got 38 points in 35 games, 14 goals, 24 assists, he got a little cup of tea with the Wild earlier this season, the Minnesota Wild, that is, and uh, his, was sent back down to Iowa to, uh, to finish kind of getting his, uh, his legs underneath him and get ready for a full workload of NHL games coming next season. If Rossi can keep that production going at the NHL level, He's going to be one of the favorites to win the Calder Trophy next season, and he very well could be the favorites as it is right now. The guy is uber-talented. He is gifted with the puck in his hands. He is a great passer. He is um, going to be just a force for the Minnesota Wild once he gets onto the NHL roster and gets his, uh, his confidence level up at the NHL level. And so you could go from Kaprizov to Boldy to Rossi. But that's not all. Another name that could potentially, two years from now, is uh, the goalie of the future for this Minnesota Wild team. I'm, of course, talking about Jesper Wallstead. Now, his timeline is not as concrete as, say, Marco Rossi because... It's pretty obvious at this point that uh, that Rossi will be making his way to the uh, the Minnesota Wild roster at the very least at the beginning of next season, if not uh, if not at the end of this one. And uh, so with Wallstead, I think the hope is that he is on the Iowa Wild roster next year. But uh, just look at what he's doing. Uh, so far in the SHL, he has uh, an 11-9 and record. Don't let that fool you. 1.95 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage. Uh, he just dominated in the World Junior Championships despite them uh, not being finished. And so let's just say, let's say that Wallstead does get to Iowa next season. 
and lights it up, just tears it up, much like Matt Boldy did and uh, much like Marco Rossi is doing for the Iowa Wild right now. Tears it up, ends up making the Minnesota Wild roster two years from now and ends up getting regular starts, depending on what the rest of the goalie situation looks like, ends up getting regular starts, and he ends up being in the uh, the Calder Trophy conversation, uh, at least, you know, at least as a name that uh, that warrants consideration. I don't know if he'll be a finalist. I would hope that he will be, based off of what is projected of him, but. You look at where this Minnesota Wild team is at. You know, super competitive this season with good prospects waiting in the system. If if a ringing endorsement is not the fact that Kirill Kaprizov won it, I know he came in a little older, and so the expectations were that he was going to be good enough to do it. Um, and you go from Kaprizov, you go to Matt Boldy, who at age 20, is on pace for a 67-point season, which is just absurd for uh, for somebody his age. Um, if you go to him winning the Calder, then you go to Rossi winning the Calder, and you maybe go to Walstead winning the Calder after that. If that's not a ringing endorsement of what the Minnesota Wild have built... Uh, to this point uh, over the last couple of years through the draft. I don't know what is because these are all guys that they have taken in the last couple of years and they're already starting to make their impact on the NHL roster. And if those drafts continue, I mean, there's, there's no shortage of players that you can throw into those conversations uh, for, uh, for bigger awards than the Calder trophy. But um this, this team, as these guys continue to make impacts on this roster, this team is going to continue to just be real, real good. So um, hopefully Boldy can continue to keep his pace up and can continue to, uh, to be part of the conversation for the Calder Trophy and beyond. And hopefully his success leads to the Minnesota Wilds continuing their success as well. But uh, beyond him, there are still plenty of names that will give this wild team plenty of success for the years to come. We will take a look at uh, what to expect from the Winnipeg Jets in the rematch from the first game of the second half. Uh, We'll finish that out with today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where to find the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC, all the way down to Olympic coverage and information. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find it all at BetOnline.net, where 
the game starts. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. And RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Wild. And again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Minnesota Wild taking on the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Trying to get it right that time. Trying to avenge the first loss of the second half of the season. A sleepy shutout by a score of two to nothing. And right at that point in the uh, the season, in the start of the second half, tried to kind of downplay what the uh, the Jets were able to accomplish against the Minnesota Wild because of how good their offense has been this season and how much of an anomaly that uh, that two nothing shutout was considering um, how the rest of the season has gone so far they're 11 one and one in their last 13 games just continue to be absolutely white hot on the season but you know, this will be a fascinating game to watch because it's going to let us know if the Jets have a tell as to how to properly defend this uh, this Minnesota Wild team. Um, you know, there was there were some elements of the uh, the Jets doing some things that frustrated the Wild. Of course, uh, the Wild. I didn't think. Uh, played their best hockey out of the gate to uh, to start the game, and so had to kind of uh, play catch up to uh, to try to get back into it. Obviously, with it only being a two nothing score, and with the second goal being an empty netter, uh, the Wild were in it all the way till the end. Um, the thing that was just bizarre to me, I know you had the fights, and um, you had the just pent-up resentment for both of these teams. Um, I, I think if we're looking at a couple of things that will be key for the Wild to uh, to come away with the win in this one, um, I, I think controlling the penalties is certainly one of them. Um, it'll be interesting to see with Marcus Foligno coming back for this game after getting suspended for two games because of uh, the fight that he was involved in. Uh, against the Jets, it'll be fascinating to see if um, if he is able to show a little bit of restraint. Not to say that we don't want him to 
establish that tone on the ice. But just keep it within reason and uh, and try to make sure that uh, it doesn't end up becoming a habit um, to uh, to spend a ton of time in the uh, the penalty box. I think he had 12 penalty minutes in that game against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, the face-off dilemma is one big thing that pops out from this game. Now, face-offs are not the end-all, be-all in terms of whether or not a team is successful. I mean, obviously, your opponent can win a face-off where maybe you take control of the puck immediately, and it still goes as a face-off win for them. But uh, but you got the puck back right away as opposed to um, letting the team have it and uh, and control the puck for a long time. Uh, the Wilds were 14-35 and 35 in the face-off circle uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. That clocks out at a 28.6% success rate, which is real bad. And so I don't tend to get super worked up about the face-off disparity unless it's egregiously bad. Like, if you if you end up winning 45% of your face-offs and the other team wins 55, that's, that's not really something to... Uh, you know, drastically impact the game. But if you if you have a stretch like they had where Winnipeg is just winning every faceoff, uh, that tends to be a little bit of a problem. And you you look at the guys that were responsible for those faceoffs, not to super single anybody out. Jewel Erickson Eck had three faceoff wins, 14 faceoff losses. Ryan Hartman, three faceoff wins, eleven Faceoff losses. I mean, Freddie Goudreau had five wins and six losses in the faceoff circle. Uh, Nico Sturm had two wins and four losses. So those guys were a little closer uh, towards even. But yeah, I mean, you just you have to win those opportunities or at least keep it even um, to help. You know. Help so that the other team doesn't just continue to stack up opportunities to uh, increase their zone time, which uh, in turn increases shots and in turn increases your opportunities to uh, to come away with goals. So let's even those face-offs out a little bit uh, here uh, against the Jets tonight. And uh, the other thing it does, it sounds like Cam Talbot will uh, will be in net for the Wild Um and rightfully so. I mean, the Wilds are playing this uh, appropriately in trying to just make sure that both goalies get enough play to stay warm uh, down the stretch. And so uh, Talbot coming into this matchup. Now with Cam, it's it's interesting because these two goalies almost have the polar opposite dynamic for uh, for how their games usually go. It seems like when Talbot is in net... He maybe allows an early goal, and after that, he really tightens up and is rock solid um, throughout, you know, the rest of the game. And that was the case. Um, that was actually not the case against Carolina because the Wild got off to the hot start, and Carolina scored a couple of times late to uh, to pull it to a one goal, uh, one goal deficit, but. You know, going back to the uh, the game against the Rangers, gave up too early, and uh, the Wild were able to rally to tie to win. 
Um, and so for Cam, if he can avoid putting the team in that early hole, I think his confidence can you can get his confidence up, get him uh, you know get him locked in, get him moving, and I just honestly with what this with what the Wild have done to uh, to Connor Hellebuck. If he does end up being the guy to start for the Jets, it's not going to surprise me at all if the Wild kind of rally and um, put this one away emphatically to uh, to try to wash out the taste of that previous Jets loss. So that will be tonight. We'll have more of a reaction to what we saw in the game for you on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Wild. And I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure to head over to the Locked On NHL podcast where you can get the full lowdown on everything going on in the NHL from your favorite Locked On hosts talking about their teams. Locked On NHL is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked On Wild, we're available wherever you listen to podcasts. We're available anytime you want to listen to your podcasts. Also, make sure to check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe and follow everywhere you can so that we can keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild. If a puck drops or big news drops in the state of hockey, Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.